Hello and welcome to another episode of the Unqualified Huddle. Myself, Simon, I'm here again with Sham and Shan, here to talk about the NFL. Let's get on with it. Boys, how are you both doing? I think I'm good. Formula One, went to the British Grand Prix for those uh, motor fans, motor racing fans. What a great race. Beautiful weather. <laughs> this is the life, isn't it? Summer in the UK. It feels like we're in the Mediterranean, to be honest. The the heat in this country in the last few days has been absolutely outrageous. <laughs> like, it's been so hot. I'm not going to complain, though, because I feel like as soon as it's cold, I'll be like, I wish it was this weather. Everyone else around the world, this is 20 degrees Celsius, and we think this is really good weather. So, um, yeah, not saying much. It it is boiling. It it is literally twenty two degrees, but it is horrific. <laughs> but that is that is England. That's that's what you get in England. Well, so well, we're under in this in this boiling heat. We've got content to create. We we do. We're soldiering on for you guys, our listeners. So what we're going to talk about today? Uh, we're going to do the spoilers of the season again. Talk about three new teams, where they've come from, where they're going to go in this twenty twenty two season. And then we, before that, we are going to talk about some free agents that are still out there, big name guys that still haven't found themselves at home. Um, we'll start matters off with uh, an ex-Colts wide receiver who I am a little bit surprised hasn't managed to find somewhere. But Ty Hilton, what's your guys' thoughts on this guy? I'm not. I'm not high on Ty Hilton. I think he's lost a couple of steps. Is that, because the... he's a, is that because he's a former uh, player in the AFC South? No, the I, just don't think, I just don't think it produced much for what he's going to command in free agency. I think last year, Indianapolis brought them, uh, him back because they didn't have any receivers. And I still think they that's the case now. But I don't think he's produced big numbers for a while. I mean, he T.Y. Hilton was a player who built himself on speed. And I just don't see him having that anymore. I feel that's a bit unfair though, because you have to look at like the quarterbacks that he's had, especially last season, dealing with Carson Wentz as the the quarterback there. It's obviously not going to be uh, like an easy job for him to keep up that earlier form that he had with Andrew Luck being his quarterback. It's two totally different QBs. Like, yeah, but yeah, the I mean? last time he had a, a thousand yard receiving was twenty eighteen. Since then, is uh, yeah, he's had uh, injury issues and so on. Yeah, but I I disagree with that. He's, he's just a speed merchant. He's, he's more than that. And whenever he's been fully healthy, he's not really got outshined by any other receiver on the roster. I would say I would disagree with that. Last season, he he, he did play 10 games. Um, He ended up with 331 yards there, guys. Let's not think of T.Y. Hilton as that phenomenal receiver. I mean, I, 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 I think Michael Pittman was definitely outplaying him. What is T.Y. Hilton at this point in career? What are you bringing him in, bringing a, him in for? He's a compliment uh, receiver. He he's that guy. He's obviously not going to be a number one guy anymore, but he obviously could he could be a number two slash number three guy. Twenty three. Some pressure off. Yeah, you know he he has still got the ability to make plays when healthy. Like I said, you, last year was a bit harsh for him because he had Carson Wentz as his quarterback. Like obviously you're gonna you're gonna be down him like you know AFC South. But what about the year before then? You go the year before he had 500 receiving yards. It's Philip Rivers at the end of his career. <laughs> like... This is what uh, is it? I mean, sorry, 762. The year before it was 501. This is where I'm like, what is he now? Because last year I believe Indianapolis paid what 10 million, 11 million to bring him back. 
That's that's too much. I mean, in today's wide receiver market, that's absolutely nothing. Thank you, Christian Kack. Um, but to be honest, I, I I would be surprised that has not been signed. But when you look at some of the other receiver names who still haven't been signed, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Will Fuller, it yeah, we'll, kind we'll of makes on, we'll sense. We'll come on to them. That's that's spoilers for the for the guys that we're going to talk about next. But, but yeah. in, in comparison, it's it's much more reasonable. Where do you see a fit for him, though? What team do you reckon? Do you think he could go to? I mean, if it was me, I would think back to Indianapolis as a veteran presence. Um. But also right, Baltimore, who he was linked to previously, as again a veteran presence. Uh, There's not many homes for how much he wants, I'd imagine. I think the Baltimore um like pick is, is a shout. I think obviously that they, they traded away Marquise Brown. They they have a bit of a lack of receivers there, and they don't really have any experience in the receiver room. Lost Sammy Watkins as well. So potentially that that's not a bad shout. Sending uh, a veteran like T.Y. Hilton to, to the Ravens. Even Green Bay. Green Bay I likes this veteran. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, well, Colts bringing back makes sense. But other than that, I was going to suggest Green Bay, who they've lost Devontae Adams. They've got a bunch of number twos, number threes. No one's really proven. Um, I mean, people thinking that Alan Lazard might have to be the guy. But I suppose why not just bring another veteran presence who, who maybe, maybe, Aaron Rodgers can start trusting. Another place is Cleveland, I would suggest. A place that mm. needs some uh, leadership in the locker room. Let's, let's move on then. Let's talk about another guy. Uh, a former Super Bowl winner. Defensive end, Jason Pierre-Paul. Obviously ran out of contract with the Buccaneers. They've not decided to bring him back yet. Do, does Pierre-Paul still have a little bit of juice left to give, do you reckon? I mean, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is one of the players. A couple of years ago, he had nine and a half sacks. Last year, only two and a half. But I think he's got still. He can still offer so much with his upside. Um, it, and we know pass rushes come in waves. Uh, teams need as many as they can. His 13-year vet now, but he's still got the talent. He played in a very talented Tampa team. Um, but he could come in, plays in that rotation for a lot of teams. I'll be looking to get bring in Jason Pierre-Paul if I've got, um, you know, I need a bit more competition in that defensive end room, uh, yeah, I, defensive line room. I agree. He he still seems to have a little bit of juice. Obviously, I don't think he's like an every-down defensive end anymore or outside linebacker. I don't think he can play all three down sort of thing. But in a situational um, pass rushing role, I think he could still be quite effective. And like you say, teams need them. Like it, it sort of depends on what, how much he's going to be asking for more than anything, isn't it? Yeah, because nearly every team, in my opinion, can do with him. Because if you you look at the impact that JJ Watt had going to Arizona, I think JJ Watt was a better player when he moved. But still, that every team needs a pass rusher, even if it's for one down, two down. Well, let, let let's try and narrow down the teams though. Where do you where do you, where can you see uh, Pierre Paul going to? I mean, if I'm looking at Cincinnati, I'll be looking at him, bringing him in the part of the rotation. They could do with more depth. Uh, I've said that in our previous uh, meet. Uh, well, I was going to say meetings, but calls and recordings. But it's yeah, for me, Cincinnati is a team that I'll be looking at. They're a contender. They could do with more depth behind Hendrickson, um, and I, I'd be keen for him to go there. 
even Atlanta, we know they have needed help in that position for a while. Indianapolis is another one who they've got on Gokwe. Sam, Rams... calm down, calm down, calm down, now, Sam. <laughs> the Rams, Sorry. the Rams, like their big names. Salary cap means absolutely nothing to them. <laughs> we know they're top heavy, like one one injury on the defensive line, and they're struggling already. The, um, so why ooh, not? I like that fit. The the Rams is a nice fit actually. When you say it like that, the Ram the Rams is a tasty fit because it is sort of the move that they would make. Um, I I was thinking a team that I've always said, but uh, Baltimore, just because they're they're in need of the depth at defensive end. Obviously, they've got um, David Ajobo in the draft. He's dealing with an Achilles injury. And outside of that, Tyus Bowser and uh, Away are there any other two pass rushes? So they could really do with some some juice there. And I think that he could add that. Yeah, aside from that, now that you said it there, I think the Rams is probably my my spiciest pick there. (laughs) I don't think he'll mind going, Sally. Right, let's let's move on and, and talk about someone else. Um, how about we've mentioned him earlier in the podcast? He's he's a big name who didn't get many yards last year, but Julio Jones, obviously mm-hmm. played last year in Tennessee. Um, I think he got four hundred and thirty-four receiving yards, one TD. wasn't very healthy though. Spent quite a lot of the time on injured reserve. How much juice does Julio Jones have left? He's got the juice. I don't care. He's still a big name player. I I didn't quite know what happened last year, but even when he was healthy for the Atlanta Falcons two years ago, he was making plays. Was he though? I mean, for me, there's a reason he's not been signed. He's an interesting position uh, player. Well, I think there's a reason no one signed him. And I think a lot of that is to do with his injury record and what his body has shown. I don't think he's got that same juice. I think it is a gamble, but I think it's a gamble teams should be willing to take. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he still he still showed flashes last year at Tennessee about the sort of receiver he is. And he isn't too far removed from uh, a nearly like one fat well, over a thousand yards. I think he I think it's two thousand nineteen, his last thousand yard season. So it's only two seasons away. It's not not terrible. I mean, I mean he, good he was one and done in Tennessee. I mean, he didn't really bring bring any juice to them, but then that is a weird offense, Tennessee. Yeah, it's it's probably not the right offense for him to to bring it into. So, where where do you see him landing, though? Where do you see him going to, if anywhere? I would love to see him playing for the Colts with Matt Ryan again, uh, opposite Michael Pittman, where he doesn't have to be. Uh, the number one guy, he can be a good compliment. They can focus on the running game. And Matt Ryan, I suppose he's not what he once was, but he's still a reliable passer. Yeah, I think I think if it ain't Indianapolis, I don't know what you're doing at this stage. Yeah, I think it makes the most sense because, uh, like you say, Matt Ryan, they've already got that built, like they've already got that rapport. Um, I think that'd be a really good, really good move for him and really good move for the Colts. That could do with a bit of experience in their receiver room. Again, Green Bay is another option here because Green Bay could do with that vet. And what yeah, better Green Bay could Green Bay could just do with receivers, mate. Let alone vets. Yeah, but I think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers would actually like to play with a receiver uh, with Julio Jones's history. Would he? Though? Would he? Would he? Would he feel like he's been overshadowed? By Julio Jones. I don't if if that. they succeed, is it like is it because of Aaron Rodgers? Is it because of Julio Jones? Slander. 
Okay, we'll do one more and then we'll move on uh, very quickly. Anthony Barr, the linebacker previously of the Minnesota Vikings, obviously not at the same level as he once was, 30 years old. Some concerns about his durability. He's missed 19 games in the last two seasons. But what's your guys' thoughts? Stud. I still think he's a top-tier middle linebacker in the league. He did everything for Mike Zimmer's defense. I, I think he's been a stalwart. I don't understand why teams with high needs at linebacker haven't reached out to him. I'm looking at teams that are contenders. Dallas. Why? Get him in. Wait, I thought you said Dallas is going to fumble it this year. But, yeah, but uh, uh, Dallas always in their <laughs> contenders. Yeah, regardless, Anthony Barr should be signed by nearly everyone who needs an outside linebacker. Um, he's not what he once was, again, but he's only 30 years old, I think. He's not that old, and he can do absolutely everything that's required from position. Absolutely. I see a matchup with the Rams could be in the future for Mr. Barr. Um, again, Even though they got um, Bobby Wagner. Wagner. Imagine having Wagner and Barr like solidify your linebacker core. You know what they're mm. like. The cap means nothing to the Rams. So why not bring Anthony Barr in as well? Help that defence. Elevate it a little bit more. Make life a little bit easier for Matt Stafford on the other side. Who have the Saints got? Are they linebackers, eh? Do you know off the top of their head? Yeah, Demore Davis, Pete Werner, Cleveland Ellis. Uh, mm-hmm. Potentially bringing back Alexander, but it's still in, it's still in the works. Yeah, I think they're not going to be touching that. We only play two two linebackers, so Pete Werner and uh, Demore Davis are our starters there. Yeah, I think, I think the Cowboys are, for me, just, just an easy fit. Cool. Like that little segue to the Saints. <laughs> Let's move on anyway. Um, Let's move on, spin our wheel, get our, get our teams and do our spoilers. Um, okay, who wants to go first this week? Take the honours, Simon. Okay, you do it. I'll go first this week. So we'll spin the wheel, cue wheel spinning music. We've not got many teams left now. We've not, and the team that I get to do... Is please, don't the... please don't say this, please don't say this. Uh, no, they've already gone, mate. Yeah. It's the NFC West. Oh... Arizona Cardinals. Okay, okay. Um, I can't wait to disagree with you. Put them in the bin. Um, Shannon, you can go next. Let's go. Uh, oh, the NFC South. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's great. Love it. And then Sham. Oh, you can do the AFC East, New England Patriots. The most sought after um, decision maker, me. Again, so all you Patriots fans listening closely. Well, there we go. We've got our teams. 10 minutes' time. We'll come back and we will make some decisions about where they're going to finish next year. See you in a bit. And we're back. And let's start things off by talking about Chanel's Arizona Cardinals. Super Bowl bound, baby. <laughs> Not so much. Um, so. The Cardinals last year, they had a respectable 11-6 season. Um, if we all remembered, I think they started out, how many games did they win on the trot, Shan? Was it like a nine-game winning streak or something? Seven off the top of my head. Not Seven. bad. Yeah. No, well, they, they were the longest team to go unbeaten. Um, so they had a really good start to the year. 
Um, I, I'll put a spoiler out there now. This year, they're only winning eight games, <laughs> um, which is a wow. big drop off. That's harsh. It is. However, there there are reasons why that is the case. Um, let's start with the big elephant in the room. Your, your best receiver is suspended for the first six games. So that's six games without Newt Johnson playing at a uh, wide receiver for you, which then means Hopkins. that you... Hopkins. Newt Hopkins, sorry. My bad. <laughs> playing at wide receiver for you. Um, which means you're left then with uh, AJ Green and your first-round draft pick this year, Marquise Brown. Um, he, you know, Brown is not a work. We've talked about this in the podcast previously. He he's not a first he round draft. He ain't no. it. That's what he is. However, it, it doesn't leave your receiver room as bad as what it was two minutes ago before you told me that you traded for him and reminded me of that. Um, so you know, it's it's not that bad. Zakats. Um, yeah, Zakats, but Zakats on the twilight of his career. Is so, he the? Is yes. there, was yes, that, on the twilight. Was, was that just a story that people, the naysayers, like no. Simon the call, um, <laughs> slandered everyone who had him in, no. in fantasy football? Who, if, no. The Philadelphia Eagles who slandered no. his Shut very up. good name. Stop it. He's in the twilight <laughs> of his career. He isn't a 4.4 receiver or anything and like that. And also, let's let's just talk about the rest of the offense. Your offensive line is actually like okay. Um, I it's not amazing, but also it's it doesn't seem terrible on paper. That's um, that's a compliment considering their historic low lines. <laughs> but like looking at who you've got, it seems like they might keep Kyler Murray, who's still upset with the team, um, upright a little bit longer. But my biggest issue this offseason with what the Cardinals done on offense is they did not re-sign Chase Edmonds and let him walk. Um, so your running backs are now James Connor and Daryl Williams, which, uh, again, Connor had a great season last year. Don't get me wrong, he played really well, but I always thought that Edmonds was your best running back and like most explosive running back. So I just yeah. feel that that takes a little bit away from your offense. Um and then even on on the defensive side as well, Chandler Jones is gone. I don't see where you're getting sacks from. Obviously, Marcus Golden had a good year last year. I think he got 11 sacks. Um, is he going to be able to do the same without Chandler Jones taking up some of the pressure? I don't know. Um, at linebackers, that I'm not convinced by them. <laughs> I say Simmons. It's a guy whose name I remember because I think he was the first round draft pick from a few years ago. Hasn't really done much for you since he's been there. No, he he was coming into his own, but yeah, he's been a disappointment. Um, and then I mean, Zayvon Collins is another first round linebacker they have, so it's a tandem, isn't it? Yeah, but, from the rookie from last year. Yeah, and but you know your your defensive backs as well. Asad Buda Baker, who for me it's more of a special teams player. Um, what the yeah. best safety in the league? Yeah, Buda Baker spe- is by far one of the best safeties in the league. It's the special teams player. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it's okay. Like, your defensive back's okay. But overall, you compare this to, like, a team which went... Buda like, Baker, I'm sorry. Buda Baker is the best safety in the National Football League. It's paid like it as well. Some wild claims being thrown out here. But anyway... I don't disagree with him. Yeah, but I don't take anything you say seriously after last week's well, the podcast that's not been put out yet. You watch some Buddha Baker highlight reels, mate. But anyway, so th- th- this is my issue, though. This is a downgrade from the team that they had last year. 
um, essentially. I don't think that they've improved their team. I think the team's got worse because of that. Not only that, um, you then look at the schedule that they've got, and it is very unforgiving to start off with. It's like that every, every year, though, playing in the NFC West. Best division of football. Well, your first six weeks without your best wide receiver, you face the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Rams, the Panthers, which they have a decent defense, so the Eagles and the Seahawks, who, yes, have taken a backward step, but also are a divisional rival, which always runs you close. So that's like three and three right there. (laughs) Uh, I actually gave you three and three for it. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's, you know, that's fair enough. It's fair, Colin. It's three and three. It's just the rest of the season. Um, Obviously, you play the Saints, which is a loss. You play the Rams again, 49ers, which I actually had you split in with them. But uh, Chargers, you play the Patriots, Broncos, the Buccaneers. Um, it's it's just not an easy schedule like throughout because obviously the 49ers and the Rams are tough teams. I do have you split in the 49ers though. So I think you'll get a win from the 49ers and also lose. But I don't see you beating the Rams at all. Um, you're not beating the Buccaneers, you're not beating the Chargers, you're not beating the Denver Broncos, you're not beating the Raiders. Um, so you're sort of left with trying to beat the NFC South teams, which I think you could probably get three wins from, uh, which is why it's it's around eight is what I'm going for. I think eight is a fair assessment. Obviously, the ceiling is higher, and if everything clicks for this team... Kyler plays like he did at the start of the season last year throughout the whole season, obviously you're going to win more games. And the defence finds someone to get sacks. You'll win more games. But I think eight's a fair assessment of where this team will end up at the end of the year. I what do you think? disagree. Just based on your Buda Baker slander, this team <laughs> is better than eight wins. It's at least a nine. And... Is it like... It is, because I get what you're saying. Chandler Jones, gone. DeAndre Hopkins, gone for six games. That's two of the three best Arizona Cardinal play, Cardinal players with Buda Baker. Um, and that's that's going to be tough to get to get over. But having said that, they were 7-0 for a reason. They're the best team in football for yeah, that's when seven you, games. Like you said, they are two of their best three players. I mean... Sorry, the Cardinals made a mistake bringing in J.J. Watt at the expense of Chandler no. Jones. Yeah, at the expense, yes. But J.J. Watt has been a difference maker. Yeah, but not if you're going to lose Chandler Jones a year after. There's no point in doing that. I mean, that this is my worry. We know J.J. Watt. There's a chance he might get hurt. Like, this team just isn't it on defense. On offense, without DeAndre Hopkins, it looks like a shell. Yeah. Yeah, and and like I said, losing Chase Edmonds, I think it's really going to hurt that offense. I don't think Darren Williams replaces what you lose in Chase Edmonds on at running back. And I just feel like Zach Ertz, yes, he played well last year, and he probably will continue to play at a decent level. But is he an elite tight end? Is he going to be able to carry that like receiving responsibility without uh, DeAndre Hopkins there? I don't he think did last so. year. I mean, I do like Trey McBride and Max Williams. But, but... but last year, you, you had the highest paid receiver in the league, Christian Kirk. This year, you don't. So, <laughs> so what, what are you saying, Nisham? Uh, I said eight. Shan is saying nine. So he's going I'm over. Going, I'm buying the eight. Buying the eight. I like it. 
This is a historic moment as well. If I had party poppers, I'd be popping them right now. <laughs> Shamala's finally agreed with one of our petitions, Shan. Let's... You, was this a stretch for you, eh? Was this like a good season for the cards? No, no. The, I, I think this is the, This is where the bottom is. This so you is think it... Kaim and Cliff are gone after the season? No, I, I think it's a down. I think it's a down year for them because uh, essentially, DeAndre Hopkins is out for six weeks. So that's going to hurt them. No matter what happens, that's going to hurt. Um, and I think they just have a tough... It's a tough team to, like, schedule that they've got. I think you have to take that into account. I think eights with this schedule and without having your best receiver for a, the first six weeks is a is a good end of the season. And like I say, that's the bottom. That's if every, if the wheels fall off the bus. Like, you know, I, I reckon the team could quite possibly be a 10-win team, like even an 11-win team. They just have to beat some better teams in close games. Sorry, Buddha Baker's there. <laughs> but on on that historic moment of Shamal agreeing with one of us about one of these predictions, we'll move on to Shan and he can talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and see if he can get it two for two from Shamal today. Regular season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Todd Bowles at the helm are going seven and zero. Not seven and a seventeen and a. I'm out. Are you joking, joking? Right? No. Why am I joking? You you think that? Well, well, I'll listen to your reasoning for it, but there's no way they're going. Thank you. Please keep an open mind. Please keep an open mind. I appreciate it. So they've got the best quarterback, the best player of all time, in Tom Brady. They've got Leonard Fournette, who's coming back in the best form of his life. They've got Mike Evans. Chris Godwin should be coming back in, in his own time, but they've got Russell Gage, who quietly stepped up for that Atlanta Falcons outfit last year when they didn't have much else. Uh, and they've got some, you know, complimentary pieces. Uh, Brashad Perriman, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. Can't can't not mention him. Um, Gronk will, I'm, I'm sure Gronk will be back. They've got Cameron Brake, but Gronk will be back. Uh, they did draft a tight end in the second round from Texas A&M, Jalen Windermere, but a second-round developmental tight end uh, won't have, probably have much to do about them. And a key... So, obviously, the O-line, you've got Tristan Wirfs, Shaq Mason. I'm doing what Sham does now, just naming naming players. <laughs> you are just naming people at this point. Like, I, I appreciate, like, these are their players, but come on, let's move on. Let's you, give, give me some juice about this, because okay. I'm just not feeling it. All right, um... So I hope they bring back Ndamukongsu from free agency. Jason Pierre-Paul, maybe they'll bring him back. I doubt it. But, the, but they've got uh, decent players anyway. The, a big re-signing in free agency was Carlton Davis, bringing him back at corner. Uh, and they've got Anton Winfield Jr., who is one of the best safeties in the NFL behind Buda Baker. Um, we all know Levante David Shaquille Barrett. Again, I'm naming names, but these are, ha- are household names at this point in their NFL careers. So they've got a lot of pieces there. The only question I have is, um, well, really, if I'm saying 17 to no, there shouldn't be any question marks. But I suppose the only thing that might stop them from hitting that ceiling is two things. Chris Godwin, how fast can he come back? Two, uh, the secondary play, because even though they've got Carlton Davis Otto Winfield Jr. Sean Murphy Bunting wasn't quite a 
a household name. He's still a developmental player. I want to see that secondary step up. Although I think they were they were still top ten in in certain metrics on defense. So this they're still serviceable. So can I just can I just come in now quickly? Yeah. Um, with their schedule, yeah, they obviously play Tom Brady's daddy twice. <laughs> in no, Sean and Payton isn't in the NFL. It's not Sean Payton who's the daddy. No, James Winston is it? No, no, it's it's the guy who's now at the helm of the New Orleans Saints, which is Tom Brady's daddy. Well, and, some and defensive coordinators don't turn up when when they've got the head coaching gig. Uh, gig when they're the head honcho. And that will be the case with the Saints this year. Sorry, with with the Buccaneers' schedule, I think I'm going to play spoiler, and I'm saying I'm going under. How can you have them going undefeated when they play the likes of the Rams, the Packers? Wait, are they in the Rams' house? Does it matter? Whose house? Whose house? You're telling me they're not going to lose? <laughs> this is unlike. This is not Buck like. They play the LA Rams in LA, not in LA, in Tampa Bay. That ain't making no difference. They're losing to them. They play the Green Bay without Devontae Adams, without their best player in Tampa Bay. When, no. when was when was the last time they beat the Saints in regular season? When was the last time the Saints didn't have Sean Payton? Oh, yes, when they sucked. When was the last <laughs> time a team went undefeated in the regular season? But, exactly. But my, point, my point still stands, though. The last time the, the Bucks beat the Saints in the regular season was prior to Tom Brady being a Buccaneer. So all, all I'm saying is I, I can't go with this. No well, uh, the... Forget the Saints. Fine. So they they lose two games to the Saints, 15 and 0. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, 15, they're 15 and 2. You can't change it now. I'm Literally. not changing it. I'm just changing it. I'm trying to get you to calm down. It, <laughs> you know, look away from your um, gold my bias. tinted look glasses. Away from, look away from my bias is what you're trying to say. But no, I, like, for this, like I'm, I'm just going to end this now. I, there's no way that this is going to happen. I you cannot taking... see scenario where they beat the no. Rams and Green Bay in their stadium. No, no listen, there's a course a scenario where this team goes 17 and 0. But this isn't. This isn't. They meant play to the be... Bengals. <laughs> the three hardest fixtures. Listen, this is. Watch them lose to someone like the Panthers or the Falcons. Three of they... the hardest games: the Bengals, Chiefs, Green Bay Packers, LA Rams. Four actually there. Shan, in their Shan, own building. Shan. This, Shan, they're going to end up losing to Drew Locke and the Seahawks, knowing how this, the NFL works. This isn't what can this team achieve. This isn't what's the season. They this will. Is what is this team going to achieve? They will. They're I'm not going to achieve here. this. I'm taking the under. I think they're a 13 win team. That's it. That's me done. They're <laughs> oh, a 13 like win prediction. team. And I, I, playing devil's advocate, they've they've really done well in the off season. I think in addressing that offensive line when they lost pieces. I, I think this is a very solid team, front to back. But it's, yeah, no. Let's just park the bus here. Good. Like, after that lunacy, let's move on. And Shamil can talk about... The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, thank All you. Right. I disagree. About what? Whatever it's going to say. Isn't that, what, <laughs> isn't that what we were trying to do? Isn't that well, the game no. we're playing? No, we listened to your lunacy, and then we decided... You know, you're a lunatic. You've obviously been out in the sun too long. So now Shaman's going to give us his prediction and you can explain why that's wrong. Go on, so, the New England Patriots have had a weird off-season, right? They've lost their OC, Josh McDaniels, new head coach of the Raiders. They won't really name their OC 
let's face it, it's going to be Matt Patricia. Um, it's for me, they're going to take a minor step back from the 10, 10 win season where Mac Jones played really well to get that 10 wins. But I think they're going to still be solid. It's the Patriots. And I can't go really low because I, I just can't buy myself to do that. So I'm going to give them nine wins this year. I think the addition of Devontae Parker is going to play a big part in Mac Jones' development as a deep ball thrower. He's looking great this offseason. I'm not sure if you've seen pictures of him, but he's looking trim. Uh, the guy's it's, been putting in work. It's Swole Jones now, isn't it? He's a big boy. Yeah. Mac Jones but, was one of the most overrated rookies from last year. I mean, let's 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 think about this team, right? They they are they do things slightly different. Bill Belichick always likes to do slightly things slightly different. Bringing in Devontae Parker to be his number one in a in a way, the traditional one receiver. They draft great record with, with receivers there. No, and this is my worry with the, with a team like this. Uh, if they lose a Jacoby Myers or a De, you know, or a Devontae Parker, I'm not huge on going to say, and, and Keel Harry or Tyquan Thornton, Nelson Aguilar, or Simon's favourite former Saint receiver, Lil Jordan Humphrey, are going to pull up any trees. But I, I, I like how mature this Patriots team is. Belichick doesn't have to do too much. It's a tweak here or there. But I, I think without the OC, without Josh McDaniels making adjustments and game after game after game, it's going to play an impact. Um, I don't know where their sacks are going to come from necessarily outside of Matthew Judon. And Malcolm Butler and Jalen Mills, your corners, is not traditionally great when you look at it that way, but it's a Belichick defense and they always play better than their uh, individual parts. But I, I've got them going down to nine wins, only one game less. I, I just, I've got a feeling with this team that they could go much lower, but I, I can only give them nine. I disagree. Uh, legitimacy, I actually disagree because time and time again last year, I, I was thinking they're, they're overperforming. They're not going to do as well. They kept proving me wrong. But I think with uh, with the OC going, and surely, surely they can't keep up that run of form that they had last year, even though Bill Belichick is great. And they've got pieces that can probably shelter Matt Jones from, you know, having to win games on his own for, you know, some period of time. I think they don't have enough firepower there um, where it will be too much in Matt Jones's um, remit to try and carry the team, which which he didn't really have to do that much last year. Yeah, I mean, me, let's face it, this is why Brady left the Patriots, in a way, outside of clashing heads with the hierarchy. It's the, it's the, the firepower. But it's the Patriots play the Patriots' way, no matter who the OC is. So my, my, my issue with the Patriots this year isn't so much to do with the Patriots. I mean, obviously, they've got their issues. But they're also in a very tough division as well, in the sense that the Bills, we know what Buffalo are like. Well, we know what they are now. They're a very good team. And alongside that, the Miami Dolphins are looking to be a very tasty team this year as well. Their offense has obviously got much better. Obviously, you know, two is still the QB, but you add Tyreek Hill to any offense, it's going to get better. Um, yeah. Jalen Waddle, year two. Jaylen I mean, Waddle let's not forget that they struggled against um, Brian Flores defense last year, didn't they? Um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so for me, it's a it's a six seven wins outfit. Seven six, wins. Seven wins. Seven wins. That's what I'm going for. Simon, please don't tell me you're agreeing with this. What, what was your prediction, Sam? 
I'm giving them. I gave them nine wins. I um, and they I lost don't... to the Patriots twice last season, so they already had their two losses against them. I don't Your know. Fault. I don't know if I could go as high as to say that they're going to get nine. Though I think eight is probably a fair assessment of what they're going to achieve this year. Yeah, I don't dislike eight. I don't see them just winning six games with how Mac Jones looked. No, well, it's also the Patriots. You can never count them out. Like they're always going to win win games. They're always going to be in playoff contention. Yeah, and even and... that's even with losses to Buffalo and the Dolphins. I mean, I still think they'll beat the Jets both games. Yeah, so I think I think eight wins is kind of fair for this team. Obviously, it's it's a backward step, but it's always going to be when you lose your OC and you're just relying on Belichick and his family members to coach you. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds even more ridiculous. And on that bombshell, we'll, we'll leave it there for today. I just want to thank everyone for listening once again. We'll be back uh, to talk about some more teams, talk about before more NFL stuff. Until then, see you later. Get your tan on, guys. Ciao. Tampa Bay country. Let's ride.